0: Hi, friends. Welcome to the Hey Fundraiser podcast. I'm your host, Mary Hackett. And whether you are a frontline fundraiser, the operations professional, a board member, or just someone wanting to make an impact in your community, this podcast is for you. We cover all facets of fundraising, and our main objective is to give you ideas and inspiration to help you raise more money. Join us as we grow, learn, and make an impact together. Hey, fundraiser. Most nonprofits have a board giving minimum and they ask their board members to either give or get that minimum. So for some organizations, it might be a $10,000 gift. For others, it might be $1,000. Today, I'm gonna try to convince you to ditch the board minimum. That's right. You've probably fallen out of your chair because this is huge. Now, I know what you're probably thinking absolutely not. She's crazy. I need all these board members to give at that $10,000 level. And I get it. I so get it. But two things occur when you have a board minimum. First, you might be leaving money on the table because what happens is that board minimum, which is really the floor of what a donor should give, becomes the ceiling and what I mean by that is, let's just say your board minimum is $10,000. You could have a really sophisticated philanthropist on your board um, who has tremendous capacity. And at every board meeting, you're talking about, okay, you, you know, the $10,000 give, get, the $10,000 give, get. And what you're doing is planting that $10,000 seed in that donor's mind. And he or she are think, is thinking, Oh, I just need to write my check for $10,000. No. (laughs) So the floor oftentimes becomes the ceiling. Board members who could give 10 times that, what happens is they start giving at the minimum. I see it time and time again. The floor becomes the ceiling, and because a board member gave the minimum, they think their gift is complete. I mean, it's not really, it's not malicious in any way. They've just fulfilled their commitment. They don't necessarily feel like they need to go above and beyond. It's really hard to go to a board member after they've made their board commitment, right? The minimum, and then ask for another gift. Like it's just not great. The second thing that happens is that not all board members can give at that level and so you're going to spend a lot of time, you know, chasing people down, trying to get this this board minimum met. As we're diversifying our boards and striving to have them more closely resemble the clients that we serve, it's not fair to ask everyone to make that board minimum. You're creating a barrier for qualified board members and and qualified I mean have the competencies, might not have the capacity, um, but it's a barrier for them to come onto your board and give great advice. So you've got two ends of the spectrum here. Let's unpack both. Creating a culture of philanthropy begins with the organization's leadership and board. And it is absolutely critical to have every single board member's Philanthropic participation every single fiscal year. By measuring participation instead of gift amount, you're sending a strong message to your donors that 100% of the board supports the organization. So when other donors, non board members, when they see that the board is unified and the board is willing to support the mission financially, and they're advocating that others do the same, those prospects, will give are are more inclined to give and contribute as well
1: are you having trouble getting in the door with new prospects do you need some fresh ideas to cultivate donors if so check out the donor cultivation method this is hay fundraiser's newest online course and it will take you through all aspects of donor cultivation from how to open the door with new prospects to when to know it's time to ask for a major gift and everything in between This masterclass is perfect for someone newer to fundraising and the season fundraiser who is looking for new ideas with six modules filled with video lessons. You'll also receive a 46 page workbook so that you can put the information to use immediately. Visit wwwhayfundraisercom forward slash courses to learn more about how the donor cultivation method can help you raise more money and build deeper relationships. That's www.hayfundraiser.com forward slash courses.
0: What I'm recommending here is that you ditch the board minimum. And what you do instead is to solicit your board members for a personally significant contribution every year. For some board members, that might be $100. And that $100 is a big gift for that board member. And that's great. That's appreciated. That $100 is huge. A different board member might give $25,000 as their significant gift. I mean, really the key here is that it needs to be significant and relevant for each board member. So instead of treating every board member the same, you're essentially tailoring your annual solicitation for each board member and where they are and what their capacity is. This is going to be advantageous to the organization over the long run. It's also really important that the board hold its members accountable to make those meaningful contributions. So what I like to recommend to clients is that every quarter, I mean, you could do this monthly, but a quarterly is probably good enough. Every quarter, the board should receive a report of who has made their significant contribution. You don't want to list the amount, right? Because that's, Not great. Just a little tick box for those who have made their annual board commitment. You and your board chair should really sit down with each board member and build a plan for the year that includes their giving and how they're going to engage with events and how they're going to engage in your fundraising efforts. Another thought on this topic is that some of the tactics that you can use when you're recruiting board members is that your organization should be in the top three philanthropic charities for every board member. And you can just say this very clearly when you're doing recruitment. This is really important. It cannot be understated. Each board member needs to show their philanthropic commitment to your organization and your organization needs to be in their top three charities. So here are a couple ways, if I've convinced you, which I'm hoping I have, here's a couple ways to start dismantling the inefficient board minimum and begin a more inclusive, strong solicitation strategy for your board members. First and foremost, you have to pitch the idea to your development committee. This should be an agenda item on the development committee agenda with a full analysis of board giving going back for the last five full fiscal years. This analysis is going to show who gave the minimum, who didn't, and who's giving the minimum but could give more. The analysis, it's going to help your development committee decide if this new strategy is the right direction for the board. And then with their buy-in, it can be taken to the executive committee and then to the full board. Your development and executive committees can also help you develop, you know, really great language, and then communicate the benefits of moving to this new tactic at the board meeting. The second thing that needs to happen is that the board needs to renew its commitment to the organization by agreeing that hundred percent of the board members are going to make a gift that is significant for them. So this is a statement, and every board member should be able to say that you know, this organization is in my top three, I will give a significant contribution. The third thing is that you want to really explicitly state in any board recruitment materials that the board members are expected to make a personally significant annual financial contribution that's in alignment with their individual means and that the, how important it is that the organization holds one of their top three philanthropic interests. So really, you're setting the stage before you're even bringing people onto the board. Having the board agree to getting 100% participation is different than actually achieving the result. (laughs) So once it's adopted, and of course, made very clear in all the materials, it's really important to sit down with each board member. And, And it could be you and your executive director, you and your board chair, but really just to sit down with each one and plan out the year. This should include purchasing tables and tickets to events because it's really integral that board members participate in these these organization-wide signature events and they tend to bring their friends and it's a nice way to bring more people into the organization. The next thing that happens is You need to continue nurturing this culture of philanthropy and ask your board members to introduce you to potential programmatic or philanthropic partners, write personal notes on donation thank you letters, invite their friends and colleagues to events and site tours, make thank you calls on, you know, maybe at year end. I mean, I love a good think-a-thon. And just be a part of the overall culture of fundraising. So this is not only about getting them to commit to a a significant gift for themselves, but to also inspire and engage in helping others do the exact same thing. And the last thing that you want to do is to use your database to effectively trap all your board member contributions so that quarterly or monthly report is easily polled. The development committee, they really, they could see on a quarterly basis, like the giving level of each board member, but that's something you can kind of work out internally. So I've thrown a lot at you today. Essentially, I'm asking you to dismantle the one size fits all solicitation strategy for your board and to move toward a more equitable, lens when it comes to board member participation. So there's a lot to think about, but I hope I've convinced you to move away from that board minimum and get away from that floor becoming the ceiling. What you want to avoid is that $10,000 minimum becoming the ceiling for people who can give 25 times that amount. Additionally, it's a barrier for potential board members who just bring amazing skills and gifts to the table, but they don't necessarily have the capacity for philanthropy. As long as you have 100% board participation, you are well on your way to fostering a culture of philanthropy. Hey fundraiser, thanks so much for being here today. Did you know that we create a special page for each episode that has helpful links, episode highlights, standout quotes, and freebies? Check it out in today's episode description. If you loved what you heard today, would you kindly give us a rating and review? It really helps other fundraising professionals find our Hay Fundraiser community. I'm Mary Hackett, and thank you for listening.